Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and today we are joined by two really wonderful people on, from two separate companies, but they work together. We've got Daniil Psycho. He is the Director of Technical Sales at Cambridge. And we have Johnny Reinsch. He is the CEO at Quill. Welcome. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Great to be here. So just to keep the guests not confused, um, Daniil, why don't you start us off and tell us a little bit about Cambridge and what you guys do there. And then after that, Johnny, you can jump in and tell us a little bit about Quill. Sure. Uh, so I, I would like to actually say the full name Cambridge Global Payments because I feel like there's a lot of negative connotation uh, <laughs> yes. toward Cambridge with Cambridge Analytica, especially in some of the tech circles. So just just to clear the uh, clear the air That's there on that. That's not you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, trust me, you'd be surprised how often that actually comes up. So like, are you from that Cambridge? Like, no, 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 no. We're we're nothing to do with that. Um, so, uh, Daniel Saigo here. Um, I run the pre-sales and sales engineering team at Cambridge. Uh, I also um, uh, lead our product management. And we're really, uh, you know, started off as a broker-dealer company years ago uh, that has pivoted and uh, kind of evolved into a financial technology and a payments provider uh, with our DNA and foreign exchange. Uh, that's where our true competency lies. Uh, and I kind of spearhead some of the technology innovation and partnerships integrations at Cambridge. Awesome. My turn. Juliet, first off, thanks so much for having me on here. Uh, Daniil, always a pleasure. 
hope we can see each other in person sometime soon. Um, so what the mission that we're going after with Quill, really we're trying to empower freelancers and small businesses with, with access to financial services. Uh, and I'll break that down because um, that's, that's pretty abstract, but uh, really there's this big gap in the financial system where uh, banks, financial institutions in general, are very bad at underwriting or, or it's very difficult for them to underwrite small dollar amounts or uh, rapid fire amounts that a business might need for working capital. Just to give you a really quick example, uh, a lot of folks that we work with that we provide advances to are, let's say, software engineers that are working as freelancers for you know, Fortune 100 companies. As soon as they finish a job, um, they'll submit an invoice. Let's say they finished a job and they're going to earn $1,000. They might wait you know, 60 days or even more uh, for that invoice to actually clear. And all the while, that individual, you know, this is especially true for freelancers and small businesses, that individual, you know, might have expenses that are racking up or um, even better, they might have an opportunity that requires some working capital finance. And that's where Quill steps in and gives them liquidity on that amount from day one so that they can put that cash to work. Wow, that's a uh, very needed. And as someone who does work in freelance and has bef- has done a lot of that stuff, it's incredibly important and you know the business is forgetting they've got their work done they've got what they needed and they're forgetting they need to pay these people uh sooner rather than later yeah and you know the the thing is is a lot of the businesses really they have the best of intentions um in fact the the team that will staff the freelancer or the team lead that will staff the freelancer they're typically vociferously advocating for that that freelancer and they want them to get paid as quickly as possible but you have a whole finance department that has, you know, um, controls and compliance and all these various things that all these boxes that need to be checked before a payment can actually leave their bank account. And so it's not bad intention or anything like that. Really, it's it's just clunky process that results in these big pay gaps. Um, and it's okay if you're a big supplier for Google, uh, if you're providing data center hardware and your contracts are hundreds of millions of dollars a year. You probably have a really nice credit line from a bank, but you know that that security engineer that's working as, as moonlighting as a security engineer and helping you solve massive security problems, but is that one individual? They kind of uh, bear the brunt of of the gaps in that process. So again, that's that's where we step in. Absolutely. So the two of you know each other. You've worked together. Um, Danielle, do you want to talk a little bit about how Quill and Cambridge Global Payments? Are working in unison. Sure. Um, so you know they're they were kind of a really natural uh, partner for us from perspective of you know they're they're focusing you know solving uh, solving issues in their own uh, space. It's just freelance, which is definitely was uh, of interest for us. Um, and you know really we kind of let them really specialize in that and be great at it. And uh, what we uh, provide is foreign exchange uh, trading and payment solutions. So a lot of the times. The security engineer who's moonlighting as a security engineer um, might not, might be located not in U.S. or Canada. It might be in in Russia and in India and you know anywhere else in the world. So you know when he's getting that advance, you know sending U.S. dollars to his account, then it gets automatically uh, translated at a, you know four or five percent uh, margin at the local bank. So you get even less money potentially. Um, so we kind of combine our efforts together to you know. Uh, Quill providing that service of enabling freelancers to get paid early and we kind of do the last mile delivery of making sure that funds uh, get there in the right amount at a, at a fair price, uh, you know, like foreign exchange wise and, uh, you know, that's it's hitting the bank account correctly. Yeah, and it's actually really cool the way that um, 
I'm going to do my best to not throw any other folks under the bus, but Cambridge has built a very robust system. And we're actually able to, um, from their trading desk, their currency desk, we push through a spot rate. So the freelancer, if they want to take, you know, let's say they're working for Google and they're going to get paid in US dollars, but they're located in Poland, um, they then have the option to take it in US dollars, or we just show them the spot rate from Cambridge's trading desk on the spot. And they can say, oh, you know what? Um, I'll take it in local currency instead. And then whatever they decide, it, it lands in their bank account as, as they decide to do it. So it, again, it makes the flow super easy. And um, more importantly, it's very transparent uh, for the, the freelancer. Uh, and as Danil sort of um, alluded to, uh, it's much more cost effective than, and this is where I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, than a lot of the other options that are out there. Absolutely. And if, and if you are working freelance, you know, that's a big, a big concern is how much is all this going to cost me? Um, so if a company wants to implement Quill and Cambridge Global Payments, do you guys have like a system where you both connect at the same time or would they have to contact you individually? The way that we've been going after opportunities together is, you know, a lot of, um, we've essentially built Quill's liquidity product on top of Cambridge's rails, at least for certain corridors. And so when you come to Quill and it's a joint opportunity, yeah. or you come to Cambridge and Quill and it's a joint opportunity, um, depending on the opportunity, it may be hosted in Quill's UI or it may be hosted in Cambridge's, but the net effect is the same. Um, you get the you get access to both services. Um, but so we've we've had a lot of good success, you know, leveraging the Quill API or the Quill UI with you know Cambridge's APIs. Um, serving as the pipes for the ultimate payouts. And so really you can go to us directly, you're still getting Cambridge, or you can go to Cambridge and you're still getting Quill. So it's, it's actually a wonderful way to partner. Yeah, I just elaborate on that. That's kind of, uh, we've seen a lot of success uh, with, with Quill and, and other FinTech partners where it's really, you know, you specialize in what you do really well. In our case, we do foreign exchange and payments and, you know, Quill does uh, the freelance solution for both business and uh, the freelancer. Uh, and then let us excel at both. You know, it's kind of one plus one is you know is three here, uh, and not just two. Absolutely. So, what is the process uh, on both ends for if a freelancer needs to use your service, or if a company wants to implement their service for their freelancers that they hire? Yeah, uh, Danielle, I'll take this one from the Quill side, and then you can talk about um, the, the Cambridge side. But you know, if we Quill offers, uh, we have this UI that really any company can use, and we actually offer our service to many small businesses on up to enterprises. From day one, you know, if you sign up for an account, which you can do through the website at quill.co, um, a business can get live uh, as soon as they pass compliance and some of the various checks that we need to go through to get them live. But that typically takes one to three days. And then you just start adding your freelancers. And as soon as freelancers have invoices that are approved, um, one, we'll invite them into the platform and they fill out all their info and uh, decide how they want to get paid. Then two, we'll offer them that liquidity piece that um, is so important and solves that pain point of, you know, when am I going to get paid? Or man, I'm not going to get paid for a while, but I need some cash right now. Uh, and that's all done via our, our web UI. We also have mobile apps, uh, but we typically rely on the web UI. And it's a very, very simple onboarding process on both sides. Yeah, and from our perspective, we, um, depend, once again, depending on the model of onboarding, Usually the freelancer or people are not even really have to bother with our piece uh, and we just kind of process the payment in the foreign exchange. Uh, it's just we kind of work in the background and don't really get in the way. That's kind of I think the best way of being involved is uh, we just do it without too much uh, intervention. You know, both of these companies and the, and the collaboration that you have seem like a no-brainer. You know, why is it only now that these 
this is kind of existing for freelancers because tech has been around for a while. Paying people and paying freelancers in different currencies has been around for a while. Why? Why is this now finally a thing? Yeah, and Daniil, why don't you take some of the, the ins and outs of why um, being a payments company is so hard? <laughs> That's part of it, really. Yeah, it's true. I, I think you know, uh, payment uh, payment industry is kind of indicative of a broader maybe financial services fintech industry. Uh, you know, there's this image that banking and financial services is extremely advanced and you know there's crazy ai and these crazy blockchain products uh everywhere but in reality a lot of the banking rails and banking platforms uh, are fairly antiquated and they are running certain processes uh and they have been running it for a very long time uh, you know my favorite example is there's still systems that were built you know on the pr programming language that nobody actually knows anymore uh, COBOL, which is actually when they have an issue, some banks have to bring people out of retirement. Uh, so there's all these elements. Uh, they're quite legacy, and they're you know they work. They work really well. Uh, it's just they're old, and I think um, some of the when well, once these technologies are being replaced with the newer things, uh, you know the companies are leapfrogging past the technologies um, and starting to advance, and then all new opportunities arise, right? Uh, from technology perspective and from regulatory perspective, both because you cannot do some things just because the legal environment is not there. Uh, and, you know, Johnny here is the lawyer in the room, so I, I don't want to step on those toes. But, you know, uh, with there's a lot of regulatory and legal changes across uh, that are kind of fostering potentially or hampering uh, any advances. So it's, it's a bit of a complex answer, but I think that there's environmental changes from technical and uh, regulatory appetite. Yeah, and um, by the way, I'm going to caveat that I'm a, I'm a recovering attorney, so uh, <laughs> I, I haven't actually practiced law in a while. Uh, so any opinions that, that I give on here are, are my own sort of dumbly formed, um, you know, legal theories. But um, uh, Juliet, you know, one of the things to keep in mind, and Danielle alluded to this, is that, um, you know, the, what fintech and what banks do, it's very high impact, right? So um, money someone else's money moving through a system and getting to them is a really important transaction. And thus it, it, it garners a lot of regulatory scrutiny and it should um, because it's very easy to have bad actors that could ostensibly step into the middle and, and make funds not appear or disappear even worse. So um, it's, you can't take the move fast and break stuff mentality in FinTech as you can with some of the other industries where you see um, that mentality work really, really well. If you break stuff, people go to jail. Um, or even worse, you know, you have people that actually just lose their wealth or their money. Um, and so regulatory, um, technical hurdles, et cetera, all these are, are things that, you know, Cambridge on their side of the house, they're solving really well. And Quill on our side of the house, we're solving re really well. And so the last piece I'll add to that is freelancers are, uh, and small businesses are in this long tail um, sort of in our core competency anyways, they're in this long tail of folks that are very difficult and very costly for financial services to, um, to finance. And what Quill has innovated around is really that ability to reach as many of those folks at scale. And that's an innovation on business model that hasn't existed today and something we're very proud of, but that's why sort of the timing is right for us right now. No, absolutely. And I think a lot of people do simplify the issue of of banking when they're thinking well why can't we just do this but as you guys both stated you know it's super complicated and people's livelihoods are at stake you know you you mess up bad actor comes in and grabs the cash 
this is this is something that people can't rebuild from a lot of times and can mm-hmm. ruin businesses, ruin ideas. Totally. Yeah, precisely. If it's you know, if if you're doing some sort of a banking app, you can't just have you know, oh, I had a security breach. Let me try again next month, you know, <laughs> with each sprint. You know, you have one shot at this. You know, it's a one opportunity. I don't want to quote any rappers here, but it's kind of the reality. <laughs> you know, once you, once you are, you know, indicted and you're being, you know, meeting uh, with a prosecutor about some sort of a uh, issue that you, you, you didn't cover, that's, you know, it's outside. The best analogy is, is medicine, where you really want your surgeon uh, to go to you know med school and then do the whole his eight you know over twelve years of specialty work and perform this surgery rather than you know quick online courses that he theoretically knows how to do it. But you know you kind of need that really systematic approach uh, covering all the bases. Absolutely, I love that you quoted Eminem. That was great. Uh- <laughs> We actually have a thing at Cambridge, our head of uh, market uh, news. Uh, he has this thing where each market analysis he sends out, there's always a reference to a rap song. <laughs> and this is, you know, global macro coverage of foreign exchange. <laughs> you know, you've got to keep it light. And it's such a stressful uh, industry, you know, where, where you do have a lot of very sensitive information and a lot of the stakes are very high. You've got to keep it light in some regard just so you can do your job properly. Absolutely. And the Cambridge team and Quill work together so well because, you know, we both share that sense of culture where, you know, we're, we're doing high impact stuff um, and we want to do it and have a good time, make sure that the value delivery is good on both sides, um, both from the employee's standpoint and then also from our customers. Exactly. Having that positive energy really gets the ball rolling in, in that manner. So where do you, what kind of goals do you guys have for the future of your companies together and, and potentially separate things that you're rolling out? Um, I, can, I, can, I can try to, from my perspective, um, <laughs> that's, that's a very lofty question. But, um, you know, the goal is to kind of work on collaborative uh, strategies from my perspective. Uh, you know, it's, well, actually, we, we are just doing our phase two integration with Quill on some of the fine-tuning, some of the um, onboarding and some of the, you know, we kind of did the phase one and we saw a lot of success and I continue the success. Uh, you know, if there's phase three, phase four, phase five, uh, you know, that'd be awesome. Um, kind of refining the business model with the guys um, from broader perspective. I think it's, you know, just find um, companies that we can partner with who do something very well and it's a natural fit and you know it's it's one too many integration where you know we tap in into um, a, a new market or a new new capability because for us this is essentially an extension of our service where you know when we go to market and somebody hey uh, we also have this uh, you know this big uh, part of our um, you know stack or whatever is, is freelance uh, oh like okay we we have a solution for that and it's great because it's an extension of our service essentially uh, that we can offer our partners. Yeah, and uh, on my side of the house, you know, really, um, I, I really want to make sure that you know the the frustration and anxiety that comes along with not having an invoice getting paid, whether you're working as a hired gun and a freelancer or you're running a small business. Uh, I want to completely expunge that. And you know, there's five trillion dollars globally of value that we've found, anyways, that is not financed by Wall Street. And that does encourage that anxious energy of, oh man, can I pay my bills this month? And so we wanna chip away at as much of that as possible. And we wanna do it using the best rails in the business and, and that's Cambridge for sure. 
So that leads me to my next question. You know, you're talking about the anxiety of these small business owners and, and freelancers. When they're anxious, they can't do good work. You know, they can't, they can't create good products moving forward. And that alone, if that is your, your goal, just creating an atmosphere where there's less people, that's huge. Yeah, and part of this was, you know, brought about by a visceral sort of pain point that I encouraged or uh, endured back when I was, I made the shift from the law firm to the startup world and I was freelancing because um, I took a massive pay cut. So I had to do whatever I could to make ends meet. But, uh, you know, I almost defaulted on my mortgage one month and it was because someone didn't pay. And I, I just remember how consuming that fear was. And uh, the frustration of the options that were available, i.e., you know, a 300% um, APR payday loan or, you know, a very, very expensive credit card cash advance, you know, those were the options. And I was high credit. So, I mean, there's all these, uh, there are tons and tons of people that have this problem and are dealing with that fear on a constant basis. And as you know, you know, it is consuming and it, it makes it so it's very difficult to to do the thing that you want to do, do the thing that you're great at. So I want to make sure that nobody has that, that issue. That's fantastic. So if people want to come and find out more about Cambridge Gold Payments and Quill, what is the best way to connect with you guys? Uh, you can go to quill.co. We have a Cambridge landing page. I'm blanking on the, the URL right now. I think it's actually quill.co slash Cambridge. Um, and that goes over the program in very briefly. Uh, you can also hit me or Daniil up on LinkedIn. Um, I think I'm just Johnny Reinch on LinkedIn. Yep, same thing. Uh, you know, the website is cambridgeeffects.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn. We post a lot of our content and a lot of things there. Um, or, you know, on Twitter, uh, same thing, Cambridge Effects or Daniil Cycle there. I post some really random development stuff, some really nerdy tech humor, but it's something. <laughs> you got some good stuff, man. I love reading your stuff. Thanks. John is quite the writer too, so. Well, at least you guys are fans of each other. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, that's why we're in business together. Yep. Well, you guys, this has been a really wonderful conversation, and and what you're doing is so needed, and for the for these people who are working in these industries. So, really, thank you for for tackling such a large and stressful problem. Absolutely, Juliet, and thanks for having us on the show. Um, and happy to come back anytime. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. That was Danielle Psycho and Johnny Reinschich and from the CEO of Quill and the Director of Technical Sales. I'm sorry, Johnny, I messed up your last name. This has been Julia Lavar for Tech Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. 
If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.